Balenciaga. <laughs> okay. This, I know, this is Myrtle Snow. Myrtle Snow, yes. Oh, my God. Why we have not done her? Exactly. Rest in peace, child. I can't believe we haven't done her yet. But, yes, Myrtle Snow, the big <laughs> um, magical school bus teacher herself. <laughs> <laughs> and her granny glasses. Oh my god, I love this. I love this character. So eccentric, so unique, so in her own world. She doesn't give two shits, and she loves couture. She just loves yes. her designers and felt this was her very last word, question mark, of her death before being burnt. Uh, I think everything about her, to the big red hair, to the glasses, to... Her known urban slang, don't be a hater, dear. Oh, my God. Like, she is just so amazing. Played by Frances Conroy from the American Horror Story franchise. So amazing. We love you. And welcome to Brunch with the Hollowells. Good guess. I was surprised if you knew that because I didn't know if you were a fan of the series. Do you watch American Horror Story? I do. I do. I liked it. I guess that's really with everything. I liked the earlier seasons better, and but I still watch every every incarnation. I liked eighty four. Okay. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, and I'm so glad I could remember her name because I could picture her head. And God, I don't want to lose my witch card with that. So yes, Myrtle, <laughs> and that's actually one of my favorite characters that she's played on that series. She's great. She's great. All right. Well, welcome Ryan back to the show. We are doing, of course, we are doing season six, episode 13, Used Karma. The original air date is January 25th, 2004. Written by Janine Renshaw and directed by John T. Kretschmer. Guest stars include Beth Zargetti back as Richard Montana with James Black as the Swarm King. Eric Dane returns as Jason Dean and... Back for another return, his second appearance, I believe, Steve Montana. This is played by David Green. This is Richard's brother. Phoebe, Paige, Jason, and Richard are having an after-dinner conversation. Paige pulls Phoebe inside and urges her to admit to Jason that she is a witch. Leo orbs in and tells them that Piper is under attack. Piper is battling a, the swarm demons that keep coming back after she blasts them. Phoebe and Paige orb away to assist Piper. Jason notices that the sisters are missing, and then all three orb back in front of him. Oh, boy, Rob. That was amazing. I love the effect of them orbing right in front of him. I just and, thought that was great. And he went down. Jason fainted. He could not handle this. I do love this scene, though, Rob. I love having Phoebe and Paige together. A lot of times we'll get Paige and Piper and Piper and Phoebe doing things together. So whenever Paige and Phoebe have storylines together, I enjoy. I also enjoy that I'm assuming Richard has gotten close enough to be able to help with plots, like reading off a paper that Paige like knocks into him to tell his to do his lines and everything and <laughs> i like this idea of him being this richard uh that's what i'll say for this scene 
<laughs> I, I, I get you there. Um, my, have you ever fainted before? I don't even know what causes somebody to no. lose the blood in the brain and just like pass over over something unbelievable that they saw. I and like what goes through your mind? Yeah, that's so crazy. Uh, this scene is actually pretty standard, pretty normal. I do like that for the reasons you said. My thing is, is why am I going to tell something very important in front of Paige and Richard? That is not, this is not a conversation to be held in a group function. It like, I understand the support, but not only are you finding out that the love of your life is a witch, but you're also looking at two other witches on top. Like that's too much overload. The only thing I can think of is less Phoebe thinks for some reason Jason needs a, a man's to ground this in a way. I mean, I hate to say it like, I don't mean it like Phoebe thinks that they need a man to do it, but almost like there's another dude here that maybe he can like take the burden off a little. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I can't. It could be read either way. I mean, for me, it just seems like more of a gang up rather than a support group. In my opinion, yeah. just the way that I'm looking at I don't know. It just, this is not a conversation, especially the way that Paige is. I'd have been like, if I was Paige, I'd be like, okay, Phoebe, it's time. We're going to leave you two alone. Instead of just like, do it while we're sitting here. You <laughs> do <know>? it now. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest themes of this episode is karma. Do you happen to believe in karma? I want to believe in karma. I, myself try not to do anything that can have karma to come back at me. But there's a lot of people that I think have a lot of things that should be coming back as karma to them, but they don't seem to ever get it. So I like to believe in it. I want to believe. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say I'm a believer in things like that. But do I see it? Mm, not as much as I'd want it to be. <laughs> okay. I mean, I... I can't say that there's any proof that karma doesn't exist. I don't know if in the way that the charm verses oh, used yeah, it, the way right. that it's just floating around and somebody's got to hold it. I don't know about that. that I but, hope not. I hope to God not because we're all screwed then. <laughs> but the idea of karma is very interesting and I've been open to it. I think finding Jason finding out about them being witches the way that he did is just a rip the bandaid off and get it over with. I thought that was great. My thing is, is and, and this is to Jason's personality, but of course, nobody else but Jason would feel confident enough to get up from the table and start going through somebody else's that was house. Weird to me. I didn't looking like that. for Phoebe. Like, yeah, I didn't like it either. But that's who he is. That's who he is. And they seem to be close enough for him to just be like, "Where is she? I demand!" And just start walking through rooms. It's like, uh, excusey. <laughs> and he's right. I mean, he does mention that there's always something. There's always an axe. There's always something that needs to be done. But he mentions at one point that this has been 15 months. So he's just asking now. Not that he's probably well, just asking, but it's like it's come to a blow tonight that he needs to get in that kitchen to see what she could be possibly doing. Funny that you said that. 15 months. So technically, it has not been 15 months because. They met after Wyatt was born, and Wyatt has not had a birthday yet. Ooh. So that timing is a little off. Oh, shoot. Getting that charmed <laughs> continuity right. Yep. 
So another thing that wasn't mentioned in the synopsis is that we get a little peek as to what Piper is during, doing during dinner, and she's fighting off these uh, these demons who multiply when you blow them up. So there is a scene where she is dodging fireballs, and she moves, but then goes to the floor. Now, she dodged it. She didn't get hit. All of a sudden, she's got the biggest gauge <laughs> on her forehead that just comes out of nowhere. I, I mean, they just, I was like, where did you get that gauge? Because right before she hits the floor, she does not have mm, the mark. Good. <laughs> Ewing. I just thought that was so funny. But I want you guys all to pay attention to this. If you are watching this as you are playing us or if you watch it after you hear our episode, throughout this episode, there is heavy apparent signs that Piper is, well, I shouldn't say Piper, that Holly is pregnant. They've got a lot of camera shots going from the chest up. The way that she hits the ground, moves out of the way. We'll talk about it as we go along. Um, there's a big obvious scene towards the end of this, but it is quite clear that she is pregnant. Just from the shawl that she's wearing. Oh, yeah. Covering her, like, Bring it it's out. covering Bring up her belly. Shawls. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Richard blames himself for the sister's exposure, believing his and his family's bad karma was at fault. What a way to make it about you. Yeah. I, you're a sweetheart, though. I honestly, because you know what he was doing before he said this? He took care of the dishes oh. in the kitchen. Like, I was like, he that got, is goals right there. I gotta there. say, oh my God, I love that, Rob. When he, when he, he said, was, I put the dishes do, away, I cleaned the table, I washed the uh, Yes. You, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Exactly. But yeah, what a way to make it about him. Yeah, this is all my fault. Phoebe thinks that it was her karma instead, and as she has kept her status as a witch secret from Jason. Now, do you think that Phoebe should really feel bad from keeping him out of trouble and away from all of this mess and taking no. this long to tell him? I mean, when you say I love you, don't you think that is a thing that you do either before you say I love you versus after? Or should it come very close to after you fall in love with somebody? She wants to get him on lock before she dropped this this bomb on him, this witch bomb. She's like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna tell him he loves me first. No. Uh, I'll say this. I totally understand based on what they've gone through in the past with dating, what Prue's gone through with Andy leading up to this, you know, every time they've tried to date someone, Leo and excuse me, Piper and Dan. So I understand that Phoebe's a little on edge of revealing that she's a witch. Although, honestly, I think it would have saved her some embarrassment and the fact that Richard must think on some level that Phoebe's insane because of the shit that happens. I mean, like, we go from... Again, this is bringing it back, but earlier this, this season when we have the Stillman sisters and it's Jenny McCarthy and she's going to go down on him in dinner. Like when does Phoebe do these? Like he must think that she changes every time he sees her like another scene. So <laughs> I would say just to avoid me not being insane to him, I would have said I was a witch already. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Well, you see how he took the information. That man got into his car and peeled out. Oh, it wasn't my God. like he just drove off. He was like, I'm pushing on the gas. I'm making tire marks. I'm out of here. <laughs> and Phoebe didn't run after him, though. She's in the doorway, like, looking, and you hear him speeding off. 
<laughs> I think it was good that he let that she let him deal with his anger right now. This is clearly not the time to have a conversation about it. The way he reacted anyway. Uh to find out that way that is so crazy. So on consulting the Book of Shadows, Piper and Paige learned that the swarm demons are spawned by a king and that they will need the power of three to kill the king. I skimmed it. <laughs> she, she can't even read the Book of Shadows anymore. She's just so the entry reads distant cousins of the Kazis and the vampires. Uh, the demonic hive of evil known as the as swarm demons are pack hunters of the underworld. The swarm drones follow the orders of their king without question, and others sacrifice themselves for the good of the collective body. Do you have a preference between them and the Kazis? I gotta say, I just love that they actually thought of actually including this and remembering that the vampires and the Kazis were like these group swarming enemies so that alone charms writers think about it <laughs> think about it the source d- banned all of the groups that can outnumber him all of them that outnumbers the the source and his crew banned from the underworld get away can't be here you know hmm. uh, if i had numbers if you i don't know like the, did, did one of them stand out to you did the kazis stand out more than the swarm demons to you um those kazis had body that's oh what stood out. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. The swarm demons are more covered up. They kind of almost look like they're identical clones of each other with their gimp masks on, or whatever. They, but the swarm wearing. demons, the swarm demons were inclusive in race. So oh, that I was fantastic. Them on that. The leader, yes, of the swarm demons, yes, the king. Well, they ju- but they just had a mixed race of swarm demons, so everybody was included in their group. But yeah, um, <laughs> they had body, so Kazis are the be- <laughs> are better. <laughs> They're more in shape of the of the two d- demonic groups. So we also got in the scene that uh, Piper is going above and beyond, making sure that Wyatt does not turn evil by playing Mozart and. Light colors, no red, no devil colors around my baby. What do you think of this? Do you think it's overdoing it? Or is she really being the on it mom that would most likely do stuff hearing this type of news? Honestly, I can't imagine how devastating this is for her to know that as a good woman and a being of good magic to hear that your son grows up to be in control of evil or at least a massive force of evil so i kind of get the freaking out but again it goes back to that whole demon baby thing that we covered a few times i mean anything can happen it doesn't mean it's going to form in his infancy stage that he's going to become a psychopath evil you know like but yeah i'm okay with her being extra cautious and not going on a million dates Leaving Wyatt with <laughs> random men to go get her pocketbook and P3. And, you know, the things that we've mentioned before. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I think it's interesting for her to take these extra precautions. I would love the fact that magic can be thwarted so much that having the presence of red is enough to make the most powerful baby ever turn evil. But, I mean, I get it. You know, she's doing what she has to do. She's doing I mean, I would be, beyond, but I would be embarrassed. If I found out that my child was the source of, like, seriously, I would feel so embarrassed. So, yeah, she ought to be doing every little thing 
because you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're the charmed one. I and you let your baby turn evil. Seriously. <laughs> I would be too. It is embarrassing, but it's also, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking for her. So also in this scene, we got that Richard is trying to talk Paige into casting a spell to get rid of his karma, his bad karma, as a clean slate. I love that this is the time that Paige wants to raise the personal gain aspect into the conversation. And all of a sudden now, it's a thing. And we don't do that in this house. So no, Richard, I'm not going to perform some spell for you. She's got to do it because she's realizing she's looking at him and she's like, okay, well... You know what? I got to be the right above Richard, so I got to say no this time. Nope, nope, nope. And I totally get why she didn't want to do that. But here's the other thing, too. I understand, Paige, that you trust this man. You probably love him at this point. But my thing is, you don't feel comfortable using magic around him, and yet you leave him alone with the most powerful book in all the land. Yeah, that's one way. That's like leaving this man alone in a bar by himself locked in with nothing else to do oh yeah just watch the bar i gotta go somewhere for a second like you don't leave an addict around the book of shadows that is the dumb i can't believe he left him alone. i can't believe piper left him alone in the attic well i mean like we we were talking about this in like text right before this like so clearly we i'm assuming there must have been some kind of a time jump because the sisters or at least phoebe seems to be more comfortable with richard and having him involved and, and doing their dishes for them um, so they must be comfortable enough with having him around and stuff. But I, again, this is my point of this whole Richard storyline. I don't like the way it came about. I don't like the way that now all of a sudden Paige is like, oh, he can't use magic. Like, it was no issue leading to this. He didn't use magic for years when his fiance died, right? I mean, maybe being around Paige, but... I think this was poorly written. I'm sorry. I don't like this whole. And again, I've been saying this for weeks. It like the thing with Paige and just with him. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's something off with this whole this storyline. It's always been like that for me. I didn't like the way they progressed it to. It's like, oh, my God, he's in, he's got such an addiction now. Like that. It just Well, my thing was he it's not like the sisters were downstairs eating dessert. They left him alone in the house. Yeah. Like, we're there. That's where we're at, where everybody... She, and, and Richard was like, I didn't think anybody was in the house. Well, what the fuck are you doing in the house then if nobody's there? Somebody better be in the house when you are there. Otherwise, you got to go home. But I'm assuming <laughs> they probably think that he's... Okay, so evil can't touch the Book of Shadows. So I guess they're assuming that... He's because good, he's good. He's good, good enough. It's not like he's going to do something. But they should realize that he was just thinking about doing a car casting spell a spell on. yeah Paige, what did you do when you first got the book right threw it out Left the you window alone with it <laughs> exactly so i mean <laughs> i just think of this funny go ahead phoebe approaches jason but he is unwilling to talk to her he's remembering all of the strange occurrences that have surrounded phoebe meanwhile piper and Paige find the swarm demon king Richard tells, reads the Book of Shadows while the sisters are away and casts a spell attempting to remove his bad karma. I call to thee, pure which, fi which is fire, through vortex flow and heavenly mire. Cleanse brackish aura of debris from dark to light sweep history. Phoebe walks into the manor and a spirit enters her. 
She has a vision of being in front of a French-speaking firing squad. We have Phoebe getting a kick-ass vision. Literally, to Rob. What You, you love this, right? <laughs> this vision just blasted her <laughs> to the oh other God. end of the wall. She just flew. That was insane. And on... Uh, Ryan's show, Radical Retro Rewind, we just reviewed a movie where a woman was punched in the face and flew just about the same distance into a wall. And it was so funny. That's so funny. That's so true. Um, So Paige does say when she leaves Richard alone, bad things start to happen. So it does make Uh, you wonder what is happening at Richard's richard's mansion while she's there but to me again when you have a magic addiction what is he really using this magic for like is he using it continuously for personal gain like what what is happening that he's he can't be left alone for magic he can't be left alone for a minute because he's gonna i need to use magic to clear my cell phone out of miss calls like what is but this he using is where this it magic starts for? right i mean with addicts, you can be a harm to yourself as well as to others, and that's the thing. Like, his actions are not going beyond himself. He's not thinking about anything else, yet he's doing it to save everyone, but yet he's still not yeah. understanding. I mean, he knows how magic works. This is not how it, it, you can't just do a spell and have it go completely just the way you want it, just, you know, because it's personal gain. Right, so right. There's always for a that. Well, for that to be like the all the be all solution to his problems is also an issue. So, why yeah, don't they just it, bind his powers? Like, why do, I would say to Phil, I was Paige. Do you want if you can't control yourself? If it's so hard, you don't want to use magic because that's what you're saying to me. You don't want to use it because you have an issue. Let's bind your powers. It solves everything. It, it relieves the tension, possibly of you even attempting it. It sucks that there isn't an AA or support group for this kind of thing. Well, you know, well. he can't be the first person to, like, lose control with magic and stuff. So that would have been an interesting storyline. <laughs> so Actually, in hindsight, yeah. Going into the Jason and Phoebe conversation, I just want to point out that whether the conversation is about magic or no magic, it's the lies. It's the lies, lies that you are constantly spewing out every time that we're together. And I don't blame Jason for for not feeling like I've been left out of this entire relationship with all of your family emergencies and things like that. So do you know how you would feel if somebody told you, I mean, not in the literal sense that, oh, I'm a magical witch, but just that you've been lied to this whole time and somebody revealed something to you, like, are you a witch, I, Rob? That might Are you a- telling me right now you're a witch? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a hard question to answer without being in the actual situation, but how do you think that you would feel hearing something that you should have known all this time? I mean, yeah, it's a big betrayal. I mean, t- okay, so they've been together 15 months. <clears throat> As we know, it clearly <laughs> it wasn't, evidently, thanks to Rob with that great putting two and two together. It is relatively new uh, but i don't want to give the excuse to you know uh, phoebe because i would be very hurt by this but at the same time it isn't just a matter of it's not like someone 
she's lying about something like so obvious. Like this, there's a reason why she is lying. Yes, it's still a lie. It's it's upsetting. It hurts. I, but I would hope to think that in the bigger picture, I would realize, okay, it's not like she's lying and she's going to sleep with somebody every Friday when she tells me she's going to her sister's or something, you know, like I would hope that I would understand it was because a, I'm not supposed to reveal this to anybody. B, it would hurt you even more. But yeah, I don't know. What about you, Rob? What, what would you do in this situation? I, th- it, I think it would have to come down to what the lie was, mm. which is really sad to say because the betrayal is the lying. But I honestly think it's what he lied about that would really drive where I sit with this, at least is my initial reaction. But yes. I mean, of course, given time to think about it, I would try and see like well why did this person need to lie to me and blah 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 and all that good stuff um didn't you love the google maps overview effect (laughs) as the karma was swirling in the house didn't you love that the little zoom in i thought that was clever yes there's a lot of shots in this episode that are really cool and the swirling of the karma around richard i thought was also a nice effect too i thought that was a really cool shot yeah but you're right the balls on richard he just does these things like he lights their candles their sacred ceremonial candles he just does it all he's can you imagine <laughs> it would be like counting condoms and stuff no. like, uh-uh. this candle was at this length now all of a sudden it's shorter what the fuck have you been doing in my using, house <laughs> he'd be using match i told you to clean the dishes i didn't tell you to light my candles <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so piper and Paige come in and phoebe is in a revealing dress and at times speaking French. Piper and Paige realize that Richard has cast a spell and that Phoebe was affected somehow. So before I move on, I love the fact that they know something happened with Phoebe and they just assume it's something that she did to herself. It's fine. She'll work it out, right? But they know it's a spell. So they're getting better at identifying when they be acting cray cray. For now. <laughs> for now, they're on it. But why did they think that, pay, uh, excuse me, Phoebe would really cast a spell on herself? Because I think they just addressed this, right? Like with the man in, was it last episode? Prince Charmed, when they're like, this is something we would have done years ago. Like, I don't know if Phoebe would have cast a spell on herself to like, but. There is something wrong. There's something definitely wrong. Thankfully, they picked up on it. Oh, my God. So Phoebe comes down in her veil outfit. Like, where did she get this outfit from? I love that these sisters always have the right clothing and wardrobe for every possessed ghost, demon, and entity that enters them. Every time they get possessed, they just go to the closet and find the exact outfit to match who they are. Where does Phoebe wear this outfit from? Where did she get this? What is that? The dance of the... Like, I could see if she had, like, maybe her Egyptian, uh, you know, Isis outfit left over from last season. But, yeah, it was, like, colorful veils, just all with her stomach hanging out and, like... Where does Phoebe wear this? Yes. Where does a recital? I, I don't <laughs> even funny. know. So Jason is speaking to shareholders about a merger with a French company. Oh, what a coincidence. And when Phoebe comes in, um, just before this, they actually have a little meet and greet in, in front of the building as well. Uh, performing, um, 
a sexy dance and removing her dress, and Jason is mortified. Phoebe pronounces a curse, and champagne bottles pop open, dousing the shareholders. Frogs appear from nowhere. At last, Piper walks in, freezes the room, and calls for Leo. Phoebe freezes with everyone else, something that doesn't normally happen to witches, and then Leo orbs the sisters away. So a lot happened in this scene. What wasn't mentioned again is their meeting in front of the building before he goes in. Phoebe says this maniac speech of like, you think you can walk away from me? You think I'm crazy? Oh my God, I loved her when she said this. She looked psycho when she said that, right? It makes him think of like, oh my God, here we go again. This this woman is crazy. Jason has to think she's crazy. Jason, (laughs) don't ever call a woman crazy that is the literal last thing you want to do to a woman or calm they don't like that don't don't tell me oh my god oh i can't believe that's how he ended the conversation you're crazy it's like who the fuck but yeah but she is honestly he i swear and i don't i would never want it i yeah i agree don't ever say that to a woman when she's she's upset and trying to make a point but jason has enough at this point to really put a good put a good thing together case of how crazy Phoebe is. Now she's in a veil outfit outside of his press conference, dressed like a French hooker, which they which the girls thought that she turned herself into. So didn't you love how Piper was like, oh we'll deal with this later. We gotta get home. Cleaners very much <laughs> Where are the cleaners? They should not have left that there. Like, what is going on? You love those frogs. Frozen midair. Also in this scene, we also get Richard, who's trying to explain himself to Phoebe, as to Phoebe, as to, to Paige, as to why he did this. And I, I know that Richard means well when he's trying to fix everything. But he really does have a problem. How do you think Paige is handling it the way that she kind of talks to him in this scene? I don't I can't really quote it right now, but they're having a discussion and, you know, she's like, I understand you're trying to help and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. But how do you feel like she's handling this with him? Is she cuddling him? Is she forgiving? Is she not laying down the law enough? Like, I think because of her own addiction, she's possibly trying to find the right words to say i mean we don't know how far Paige's alcohol issues really were if it was like a teenage thing or you know but we just always hear that you know she doesn't drink because you know she had this issue with alcohol so i like that i always like that the parallel that she could be there for him through a struggle like this but yeah i don't know if i don't know if Paige knows what the right words are at this moment i think she's kind of like in too deep she's living with him she's out of her sister's place now and she's just like oh my god what it's going what am i gonna do now like i think it's hitting her finally uh richard also pays a visit to his brother who again we see in a second attempt um his brother from his family and he asks him you know where certain things are and and you know he's reluctant to tell him where this item is and then he starts to get very aggressive he's like why don't you just tell me where it is you know blah 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 and you know steve notices that he's acting a little strange 
and we don't get to see it, but I'm assuming Steve tells him what he needs to know because he's his brother. You know, why is he not going to do it? But you wonder if the whole family knows about his addiction and he should have either told Paige or just not told him what's going on, you that, know? That's what I, uh, we say again, it, no one reveals everything, their, their dark secrets right off the bat, of course, and all these issues. But this is what I don't, I think, again, the writing with this Richard storyline was not written well because when we first met him there was no inkling he just said like something like later on one episode like magic doesn't like him or something like it there's no indication that he had an issue with magic besides him not practicing it because i thought the loss of the feud and the loss of his fiance so they kind of just made this switch which i give him credit they're trying to do something interesting with his character and and page and give her like a storyline yeah, it it just it comes out of it doesn't I don't know again it comes out of nowhere for me I don't know if I'm missing something but I've been watching this season for how many years now and I still it still hits me the same way poor writing choices or they could have done this better I believe I don't know I'm sorry I don't want to hate on Richard's storyline because I love Richard back at the manor the sisters figure out that Phoebe has gained the karma of Marta Hari as both have led double lives. Shortly after the swarm demons attack, Paige and Piper fight off some of them, but Phoebe defends the demons. The demons shimmer away with Phoebe. Phoebe meets with the swarm demon king and suggests creating some kind of bad karma for the sisters by killing Jason. So it's cool that they say that the sisters are so... I guess protected is because if they have generations of good karma in their family, that's another thing that helps them out, which is kind of cool. Although it makes you think like, okay, why do you have to have the sins of your father or the, or the, the karma of your family? You know, you could be a bad person and got all this good karma. You could have gone dark and use this lucky karma for, for that. Like, I think it should be individual, but it's nice that there's another added in family protection, I guess, to answer yeah. their magic. <laughs> what did you think of the demons like listening to Phoebe right away for by her just saying, behind you, like, how did they know to grab her that she was the one, like, she would be willing to, uh, like, why would she turn on her sisters right away? She doesn't even explain that she's not even a charmed one. She just, like, talks to them in, like, the third it's part. a very good yeah. question. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. Uh, it, I guess it's just one of those things. Maybe you can just hear it in her voice that she just meant evil. Watch she's out, watch evil now. She's <laughs> evil in that, that dress of the veils. <laughs> So Richard meets Jason and admits that he too is a witch and that her strange behavior is due to his spell. He presents Jason with a potion and urges him to throw it when when he sees Phoebe. I find that to be a very, very good plan. Jason is probably the one person that can get close to her without any suspicion. Or one, Phoebe would want to get close to him. So it was wonderful that he gave it to him to do this. Phoebe promises that she will then be back to normal. Jason enters his limousine, dodged by reporters, but Phoebe is waiting for him there. Of course. Two swarm demons shimmer in, and Jason doesn't react at all to this. Like, these demons shimmer in, and he's just like, 
hello boys yeah he's probably like oh this is more of her in-laws or somebody like she just came in before earlier orbing in so and then they take him and phoebe away oh my god (laughs) what was he be thinking richard at this point excuse me jason at this point oh my god where the hell am i (laughs) so i'm noticing more now with the show that Again, like they're hiding Piper's belly. And this is one of the scenes that I was talking about because, um, you know, when they were fighting the uh, swarm demons, Piper, she I think she was on the floor and she dodged a fireball by just moving her head (laughs) one way. And I was just like, okay, no sudden movements, no big things with her. And that we'll call that. But when they were both taking care of each other's wounds. They were sitting by the window and Piper used a pillow as like this table, which covered her stomach. And I was like that right there. That's clear indication. She is hiding a belly right now. I thought that was super clever. (laughs) You know, who's hiding a belly right now too. Um, And no matter how I feel about it, whatever the show, but the current charm, one of Melanie Diaz is currently pregnant. I heard the actress and they've been hiding it like badly though, but coats, big coats and all this stuff I've been hearing. So got another charmed one pregnant. That's not supposed to be pregnant (laughs) in the show. (laughs) So Paige and Piper enter the lair of the swarm demons. Phoebe has stood Jason up against the wall, and a number of swarm demons have formed a firing squad to squad to execute him. Jason throws the potion very, very awkwardly. Jason's not used to throwing those potions. He's just kind of like flicks it. <laughs> and <laughs> I probably was like, was this supposed to shatter? What? what? Um, Jason throws the potion and Phoebe is back to normal. Phoebe repels the demons fireballs by channeling their powers and the other sisters orb in, they say a spell. Demon swarm that s- serves as one. Vanquish him from which he- they come. <laughs> they vanquish the swarm demon king. So, Phoebe's active power, Rob. Really cool. Really, a, a really cool power to have to be able to project someone's emotions back at them. Uh, attacks in this manner. Now, we did mention this, I guess, a few episodes ago, but when this first happened, and even in this episode, it looks too much like telekinesis to me. Because you could barely hear her little jingle, like her repelling jingle that they use when she, like, repels things back. And I remember the first time she did this, I was like, what? What? Like, what <laughs> the hell does... Like, and they don't even, like, make a big thing out of it when they originally happened to it. It's just like, oh, so I guess now you can channel people's emotions back. Like, this should be, like, a thing for Phoebe. Like, oh, my God, I have an active power that can do this crazy shit. That's basically, like, Prue. I could throw people's attacks back at them. And it's never addressed, really brought up. She uses it once in a while. Yeah, it it's not a very researched power that they pay attention to. I mean, when Prue could astral project, they definitely had scenes where she would sit there and practice this specific new power and see exactly how far she can go with it. Uh, I think it is a very creative way to give her power of the mind and yet make it active. You know, something outside of just like seeing the future or the past. Right. As far as the channeling part, I mean, yeah, it is a big part of empathy. She 
is channeling feelings with with magical people and and what comes with that is you can channel their powers and so i think the idea of it makes sense it sounds like you want more in-depth explanation visually played out in the show uh have they done enough i mean enough for me to understand what's going on i wouldn't call it telekinesis though but she's only decided to use it to repel fireballs and other projectiles back if she had channeled somebody else's power who knows what she could do you know it's not just about being able to to shoot something back at someone if she had you know channeled the slime demon's power who knows what could have happened you know like but we don't see her do that you know we only see her that's the thing like if you're going to give her this cool act of power one why give it a throwaway line because i could even remember back in whatever, 2006 when this aired. And I used to watch Charmed with my parents. Like, that was our tradition. Like, we would always get together on Sunday at this point and watch it. And I remember us all looking, like, the first time she did it, that, you know, I don't remember what episode it was. It was a few episodes ago. But basically, Phoebe was, they were being attacked, and then I think she projects, like, fireballs or something back at, and we all were like, what? just happened. I mean, we've used to six years of her having a certain set power, and then just through a throwaway line of, like, Phoebe or Piper or Paige saying, oh, I guess you can channel people's things, but, and, like, that was it. That was it. There was no other explanation about it. It's confusing as a viewer, and we were definitely hardcore fans at the time, every Sunday up to that point. I remember clear as this day, we all were like, what did she just do? Like, this is not what we're used to Phoebe's powers being like. So I had to write this part in because I was like, I was wondering what part you were like, you added and whatnot. I was was like, this is ridiculous. Okay. On a dark and stormy night where lightning just happens to be striking, Richard accepts his fate and karma and deep dives into magic by entering his potion room with a sinister look on his face. (laughs) John. Phoebe meets with Jason and he is as sorry as she for being wrapped up in his career and dragging Phoebe around the world. He suggests that they take some time, they kiss, and she walks away. You can tell Phoebe is so heartbroken right now and that she knows that she lost him. Even this a li- takes some time. And Alyssa, De- her acting yeah. is fantastic in this scene, Definitely. I think it makes total sense for it to go down the way that this happened because it's just too much. He is also too much in the public eye for them to even have a relationship with him, with her being a witch. I mean, how many times do you think she would be caught doing something if he is always in the public eye doing, you know, like, I think she knew that he lost. It's a real, it's a really, yeah, it's a really powerful scene. It's up there with almost like, the Prue and Andy scene from season one when he can't accept her being a witch for that short period of time, five minutes. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And of course, some good good rain and, and storm always adds to the ambience of sadness and her soaked. <sighs> Jason, Jason, do you have... I would be like, do you have clothes on underneath that trench coat, Phoebe? God knows. You're, every time I'm entering this door to go in for something, she's running up to him, so... God knows what he thought at this point. What did you think of Richard's going into the dark 
dusty, ill-lighted potion room. What was he re- again? What is he really doing with this magic? Like it's not I even like no a drug idea. that he's like in. Inge- you know, like what gives him the jollies? I just want to know. Yeah, he's obviously up to no good, and it would have been so cool to see him turn into a villain. Oh, I like the idea of having him become a villain. Was Paige not coming home that night? She's not going to look for him behind his mysterious sliding bookcase? Like, what is she going to think that Richard was doing all night? Like, uh, I have no idea, but we will definitely find out. I'm sure this won't be the end of what Richard is up to. Well, that concludes episode 13, Used Karma. What did you think of used karma and Phoebe's French accent? <laughs> um, yes, it's one of those episodes of the week, but we do have the closure of Phoebe and Richard with this. So I guess for that, it's a Phoebe and Jason. Excuse, oh, you're right. Thank you so much for Phoebe and Jason. So I guess with that, it's a needed episode. Not one of my favorites from season six, though. I will say. Yeah, I would have to agree. I was not a fan of the French accent and just the the Hadamari character just being an actual person possessing her. I would have just preferred her to have bad luck or bad karma and just having things happen to her. Her being possessed was weird. I it's what a great idea, me. Rob, because you know what? You great idea because they could have given Alyssa that acting of things going wrong and she probably would have played that amazing with all this like bad karma things falling around her oh again uh, coming up with all these great storylines that we never got but <laughs> yeah it's too bad well yeah but the episode's okay I, I think it definitely pushed the story along we didn't get Chris or Daryl in this but um, yeah yeah it was it was okay again not one that I look forward to we forgot to mention Leo bringing in the food in the first scene out of nowhere. I have to say that made me laugh hysterical. I love that scene. Like Leo just wanted to know if you want some dessert. Where did like, like where did these men come from? You and Piper are not together. Get it through your head. Get out. <laughs> and he just comes out all of a sudden with tea and coffee and like what? I know. So weird this family. All right, so some notes that I liked from this episode I thought I'd share. This is the last episode of Eric Dane, a.k.a. porn star Jason Dean. We do not see him anymore. So do you feel that this was an official breakup for him to not be on the show anymore? I was actually going to ask you, did you think at the time that you would never see him again? I actually thought I did not. It did. It so left things open. It really did. And not that it was deceiving or confusing, but I didn't expect this to be the last thing. They just said, take some time. So, Uh, but this is it for Jason. You know what? I actually forgot about this. And um, Cadu actually mentioned this. I mentioned we were recording this episode today. And he says, you know, I forgot that Alyssa dated him in real life, too. So God knows if that had a part of it or if that's added to her emotions or... That was my next note, is real-life emotions were going on because Eric and Alyssa had dated for a while and then broken up. So, yes, that definitely played in a part during this scene for sure. Uh, The WB promo was called Matahari, so appropriate and 
fitting for the episode. But an episode that's so sexualized like this, they just say Matahari. They could have gone so sexy with this. Yes, and they didn't, so that's good. So Matahari was a Dutch exotic dancer who was convicted of being a spy during World War I, in case anybody did not know. And so when Leo orbs into the kitchen, Phoebe says, ooh, saved by the orb, which is an obvious reference to the popular phase saved by the bell. Phoebe also used this same reference in season three in the episode of Pre-Witch, and she said, saved by the meow. (laughs) I don't remember that line, but yes, that seems like classic Phoebe to use that. Paige also makes a remark about Phoebe walking around like she's in the nudie version of Les Mis and Les Mis being a French musical from the 1980s. (laughs) I like that quote, yeah. Yeah, too funny. All right, now it's time to judge some men in another rendition of Hot Man Mita. It's raining men! All right, Let's start with our Demon of the Week, James Black playing the Swarm King. What do you think about this leader? Does this man make your top ten list? Attractive for a demon uh, king. He is. Um, no, I think he looks good. Couldn't say anything bad about him. Handsome. But not, I am so full with my ten. But no, I really, honestly, out of all the demons we've gotten, not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to pass on him too, but he is a handsome guy. Uh, I don't know if you noticed some of the swarm demons that were talking, but we have two of them played uh, by Tom uh, Shanley and Derek Anthony. Did any swarm demon sort of tickle your fancy? (laughs) It's going to take a very fancy swarm demon to break my list at this point but yeah they had those masks covering their eyes so you could barely see their faces but i have to bring them up uh i thought their sort of outfits were appealing i guess they don't don't have those cosy bodies evidently though so they do not so yeah that didn't help them in that (laughs) regard so I don't know if you notice, so the French army sergeant who was counting down the firing squad, this is played by John Christophe Fabrari. I don't know if you got a good look at him, but did you like this gentleman I did. enough to put him in your list? I like the cl- whole classical look thing, but no, no, he did not make my list. Okay. All right. Well, we also have reporters throughout this whole thing. You know, Jason is being covered by the media throughout the whole episode. So there were tons of reporters that were going through um, for the hottest female contender. We have Lisa Canning. And then there's also reporters Joe Tornueva and Rock Riser. Did any of the reporters do it for you? I'm sad to say that I haven't paid attention to these poor reporters and these background men. I need to start looking at these men a little better. Yeah, you got to look at every single person. <laughs> so I didn't add any reporters to my list either, but maybe the Charmies did. So Charmies, if any of these gentlemen and lady stood out to you in this episode, definitely update your list and then keep that list updated for at the end of the season. You'll be turning in your hot man meter so I can compile a charming hot man meter of season six. Also keep an eye out for a most adorable 
and hottest female. Ryan, take us into our next segment. Simply the best. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't like anybody in this episode. <laughs> I didn't think anyone did anything that great. Um, I don't have an MVP. I'll just say that right now. I don't have an MVP, so. You know what? I'll give Leo MVP just because he came in bringing that coffee and dessert at the <laughs> best possible time. And he had this look on his face like, I'm just going to smile and pretend that this is normal that I'm coming. So, Leo, you're my MVP just by default. Okay, fair enough. Well, my play of the week is going to be the sisters orbing in in front of Jason, yes, revealing that they're witches. The look on his face and the look on their faces. I just thought that was amazing. And what's funny is that they knew where to orb, so not to orb on people. Mm. But yet they didn't know that Jason was standing right there. Yeah, because so I... Other times, don't we have, like, they say to Paige, didn't you sense who's in the room first or something like that? So I guess they can get an idea of who's around. Yeah. But I still, that's the play of the week for me. I love that scene, the way they just reveal everything to him in such a big, flashy way. It's so good. <laughs> you know, the play of the, the week for me are those frogs jumping off around. I loved it. I love that they were frozen. <laughs> so the frogs, you got the play of the week for just jumping around and being there. <laughs> and freezing for Piper off trays. So next week on Charmed, the legend of Sleepy Hollowell. I bet you they couldn't wait to use that title. God, <laughs> right, just right? so on the nose with the pun. Okay, well, I do know this episode but i think this is it is this it it's this it. is it right it's, it. it's over this is it new location here we go <laughs> here we go okay so we are in episode 14 so they're just about halfway through so it makes sense this is the second half of the season now we get the arc that everyone has been anticipating for <laughs> have you it's have you all been waiting for this yeah. Now, to those who have not seen the show, if you are listening, uh, yeah, things are about to change from here on out for the rest of the season, and here we go. <laughs> the rest of the series, I'll say this affects, honestly, right? Like, Right, exactly. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening this week. I hope you all had a wonderful Sunday brunch, and stay safe out there. Continue to wear your masks. Thank you, Ryan, for helping me out with this episode once again. Such a joy to have you here helping me recap these episodes. Of course. Enjoy the rest of your day, Charmies. And I was about to say, and remember, there are no... <laughs> There's no... I know. Goodbye, Charmies. Bye-bye. Sunday. Watch there. Where could the Charm Boys be headed? Try looking on the bright side. We're still alive. And one of the sisters will learn the secret behind Chris. All new Charmed, the legend of Sleepy Hallowell, in two weeks on the WB's Big Sunday. In the still of the night, out of the darkness, he has come.
Just great. Now, where on earth could the Charmed Ones be headed? We were trying to save you. Good job. All new Charmed, the legend of Sleepy Hallowell.